0: The stand-up memories what a show so we hard have to that believe could so it hard
1: to believe all right that we have such a special guest, and that is the best
0: shirt. This is a cool shirt. This is a jean shirt. That's the last
1: thing you should wear on color television.
0: Oh, man. It's a bland white shirt. It's not a white shirt. It's like blue, but the point is, this is Stand Up Memories. <laughs> this is Jackie the Joke Man. Martin Do you know Link. why it's so exciting tonight? It is exciting because of our guest. This is the first
1: time we have had an actual member, besides me, of the original magnificent Magnificent seven Seven, which was so horribly coined by jim myers in 1978 or 79 how he got the balls to call us the (laughs) magnificent Magnificent
0: the magnificent (laughs) magnificent magnificent seven comedians with no jewish members and no black members the magnificent let me pronounce that correctly. I was a member. I came a little bit later to Long yeah, Island Yeah, you comedy. were the Magnificent 43rd. 43rd, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But the Magnificent Seven were the core beginnings of Long Island Comedy, based out of Dixon's White House Inn. So and there's let's... really no reason to say this, except I have got to say
1: it does not include John Farentino. <laughs> 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 I have no
0: reason to put that in there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have as our very special guest on our podcast today and tonight, Bob Nelson, the one, the only Bob Nelson. And I really, really mean that. This guy has had such a career and he is still going strong. And we share, I know we share memories, Bob. Oh, yeah. Uh, We share memories. And he is absolutely one of the most talented people in this room. Oh, stuff. No, you really are one of the
1: most talented people, if not the most, I ever met,
0: which is, like, exciting. Well, you do something that I could never do in a million years, which is characters. Yeah. And... You have a very, very famous routine, and I'm going to insert myself into this. Um, I directed a an improv comedy group that Bob was a member of, called the Laughter Company. Is this before you started your stupid college, stand-up university? He always has to plug his (laughs) stupid. But I wasn't doing that. Stand, Just get it over okay, with. Okay, no, StandUpUniversity.com <laughs> if you want to start out in comedy. <laughs> okay. That's StandUpUniversity.com. But I wasn't even going there. It's in the rearview mirror now. <laughs> but I actually ahead. tell my stand-up students that there is an exercise that I learned at Second City in Chicago called, they used to call it Five Through the Door. Yeah. And you, uh, the actor comes in and tries to return something at the counter at the department store, and the director yells, "Change!" And he immediately stops, walks a little ways around a chair, and comes back to the counter as a different character—older, younger, drunk, sober, accent. Anyway, it just has to change. And it was called five through the. Door. So he doesn't tell him what to do. No, he just... no, he's the, the the actor has to change on their own. And and uh, we used to do that in in our classes. We used to do it in the Laughter Company and Bob. I've told people this. With Bob, it's not five <laughs> through the door. With Bob, it's not five through the door. It's infinity through <laughs> he the door. He just keep turning around. And, 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 and he, he could, That's a pretty he, decent uh, compliment. Uh, uh, yeah. and, I mean, I really mean that. I mean, this guy could have kept going forever. And that, not anybody can do that. <laughs> I mean, and I'll never forget uh, you doing that. And I'm watching and just my mouth is open and how amazing you were. But tell me the truth is your football bit that everybody loves so much that is essentially five through the door because you change your character uh, and and the five through the door in the laughter company came before you had the football bit you were uh, you developed the football bit and that bit every one of those
1: characters
0: is instantly distinct which is just amazing like it just and it's so exciting because the audience can see you Changing, and uh, well, that's uh, the reason why it's so classic.
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of my stuff is like that. I, I had a UFO bit where, where all the different characters saw the UFO landing. From all, it would land on all different parts of the country and different w- parts of the world. So everybody had
1: a different take. Yeah, on everybody
2: had a different take on the uh, on the <laughs> UFO. Oh, I used to do that all the time, and then I did Letterman and it bombed. So I stopped doing <laughs> it completely. I get nauseous just thinking about it.
1: (laughs) I remember so distinctly the first time I saw you, uh, Minervini, I met Richie Minervini, an old friend of ours. uh, And he um, said you should come to Richard M. Dixon's White House Inn and meet the guys and try your stuff. I've said this before on the show because I was scared to death because I never had gotten up at a variety thing. I just was in my stupid loud we'll band, rockers. and I was just about to go up out there with my guitar. And Myers pulled me aside and said, "I don't think they're going to buy your shit." <laughs> <laughs> Ever since then, I've done the same thing to everybody. But I remember you were on that show, and with all po- of, of all possible compliments, I thought you were from Pluto.
0: Yeah right.
1: I um, I just remember you picking up a candle and walking around the perimeter of of the of the club, and I'm like,
2: I was rehearsing my lines to the Crucible because I was I was doing Summer Stock and I was playing John Proctor. So you thing. really remember I, what I was doing the yeah I was going, a fire, yeah. her fire is born.
0: I thought, <laughs> what planet is this guy? Yeah. I'm just you know the straight. reason why
2: it's funny because, uh, Dixon's. Bobby Woods is the reason why I continue with comedy, because I was doing summer stock, I was doing you know, musical theater and stuff, and I was doing really well. What, what happened was I had all these different jobs, because I was, I was in theater, so you couldn't have a good job. You had to be a stock boy, I pumped gas, I was a security guard, I'd sleep in my car all night, I didn't do nothing. And it was all these kind of stupid jobs, so if I told my boss, I said, well, I can't come in, I'm going to be in a, a play the next two weeks, and he goes, who cares, you're a stock boy, get out of here. So what happened was... You had to all, do something
1: with that everybody wasn't totally dependent on you. Yeah, friend.
2: my friends would all come to my show. When I first started doing Dixon's, the first time I went down there, Bobby Woods' is the first night, my first night. And, and Bob I,
1: Woods was yeah. a very, very overweight comedian that we lost 30,
0: Four years 30, 34, 34 years ago. 34 years ago. The round who
1: everybody Amazon. loved and was very funny and he was very dear to all of us. Another member of the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And he went. was tough. What happened was... I go
2: on stage and I didn't have an act. I was doing kind of like what you said, going underneath the table, grabbing a candle, playing with the curtain, I'm gonna go vote. I went the, behind the curtain to vote. And um, and I was killing because it was all my friends. And I'm, I'm really killing. And uh, after the show, somebody says, that guy wants to talk to you. I go, who? The guy sitting at the bar. The big guy with the white hair. I go, that guy? So I walk over to him and he has a beer in his hand. He goes. I just want to tell you, you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, go, I go, what? What are you telling me that for? He goes, I'm just letting you know. It's only because your friends are here. <laughs> and I go, yeah, my friends are here, but I'm still funny. And he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> and he goes like this, he goes, I'm done with you. And he told me to leave. And I'm like, oh, man. So, so like five weeks later, my friends can't come anymore because they're stock boys and, you know, right, right. Security. they don't make any money. They can't pay the $5. To get in Dixon's. So, what happens is I'm on stage, none of my friends are there, and I'm bombing bad. And I'm sweating, and I have this flop sweat going, and I'm trying everything (laughs) and nothing. They're just staring at me like I'm an idiot. And I said something self deprecating, and I hear in the back of the room, Ha 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 ha! Now that's the funniest thing you said. Uh, (laughs) So, I walk over to the bar, and he goes, Here's a, he buys me a beer. And then from then on, we would just like rank on people. You know, anybody who died, we would tell him, "You suck. You shouldn't Gosh. be here." <laughs> was a and I and I wanted to prove to him. I was it was funny, so I yeah, kept going. To this
0: day, you're still yeah. proving him. Oh proving yourself. You I? got good pretty quickly, though. You. you yeah,
2: because yeah. I, I was different. You know, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. You know.
0: Well, you were getting laughs. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm, I'm a product of the uh, the old school. You know, Jerry Lewis. Uh,
0: I know K. the na- I I know the name that. Uh, inspires you the most? You told me Red Skelton. Red Skelton, yeah, yeah. Now
1: see, I never I, I, it makes perfect sense to me, and I sat and watched. My mother used to sit and watch me watch him. Yeah. So I know exactly, you know, and he's he just having the time of his life, and he could do anything.
2: Yeah, I could see Red Skelton and and their stuff, the way you laugh and everything. And yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's silly.
1: And <laughs> I was I was down in uh, Fort Lauderdale so long ago that there was still a television in the comic strip if you could possibly believe that. Yeah. And me and Bill McCarty, I remember, and a couple of guys were watching, all of a sudden they say it's Red Skelton's, either his 75th birthday or his 50th anniversary in show business, and I'd seen him in 30 years since I was sitting with my mother, and this old guy comes out and stands at the mic and starts laughing and swinging his shoulders, <laughs> and McCarty's like, that's you, <laughs> you know? I mean, there's only so many ways you can stand there at a microphone, but you know. <laughs> But yeah, that's great that he, you know, he's just so loose and talented, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, I love those characters. I always loved the characters. Jerry Lewis, he had a, the Family Jewels where he plays all these different characters, and, and Danny Kay, you know, and of course, Red Skelton. I remember one time, my my dad and I are watching the Red Skelton show, and, and I'm like a little kid. I go, Dad, how come Freddy the Freeloader never talks to Clem Kadiddlehopper? They never talk to each other. And my dad goes, Because they're the same guy, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't get over that. That's so great. So that's where my, when I did my HBO special in 92, where I have all the characters, I wanted my characters to interact with each other. The only way I could think of it was to have different doors and go in and out.
0: Yeah. 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 That's so fun. That's so fun. But you'd have to say the real place where you developed the most was the original East Side Comedy Club? Yes. I was forced to to come up with
2: material because... um, I had the Sunday night show and every Sunday, and I know it was probably different people each Sunday because there's millions of people on Long Island. But in my head I'm thinking it's the same exact audience. Right, right. So I have to come up with something new. And a lot of my stuff because of the Long Island Laughter Company, the improv group, I was, I was very fertile in my mind, you know, like with the five through the door and everything like that. And I would always, uh, like I had a radio, I had the boom box and I would right. play with the, uh, the tuner and whatever was on there, I would, I would improv with the guy talking. You know, they'd be talking about, you know, sugar and your diet. And, and I'd be talking to the guy in between. When and you started. were
0: different, and nobody could do that like you. Yeah, it was different. And
1: so funny. No, I, I, so I don't fun. think anybody would even dare, you know. Wow. I wish I had that now.
2: It's so hard because once you, once you uh, get it all out on stage and then you become an act where you're Bob Nelson, you go up there, you probably have
1: this happen. You're locked into a certain... They want, they want
2: certain. you to do the, fo- do the football, do the duck, do Jiffy Jeff, and, you know, after... That's like and an anything hour. else
1: you do, you could be doing great, yeah. but they're waiting.
2: Yeah. They're waiting for you to hit single. Until they yell it.
1: You're right, you right, know,
2: right. And then I finish something where I'm working on it, doesn't go as good as I wanted it to, and they go, Jiffy Jeff! <laughs> Jiffy Jeff! Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you get lazy, you know?
0: Because it, it works, it and works, if that's and what think, they yeah, want just, anyway. You just want to go and home. if they're really drunk, they yell, "Freebird" because <laughs> <laughs> they're confused about where they are. Well, <laughs> one of the great
1: things that just makes me so thrilled to even be your friend, uh, and you can Google this, the first time, uh, I think it was the first time that, that Bob Nelson was on The Tonight Show, he did Chiffy Jeff, which is a punch-drunk fighter and I don't know it was five minutes seven minutes long and when you were done Carson turned to the audience turned to the TV audience and said that is the hardest you will ever laugh for five minutes in your entire life and I'm like you couldn't invent I'm a better right. compliment than that let alone from him I mean, if I was you, I would have walked outside and shot myself. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, know. Where are you we, going to go? You for know, that's that. exactly how I feel. That was the pinnacle.
2: You know, that was like, that was the most exciting, most uh, surreal. Like, people are laughing. And when you hear the band kicking the drums and, and they're going like this, and you hear Johnny laughing and Ed is laughing, and you and,
1: and it's like, it's not even real if the yeah. audience and Johnny and the band are all left yeah. and I can't even imagine if that just... was the
0: pinnacle what was it like to perform for President Reagan
2: you know it was it was stressful it was more stressful than fun you know like when, when I did Carson in the old days you know they had the, they had those big giant cameras that they would sit on and roll around so you are here and the audience is a good 50 feet away right right so right. I so was, I was terrified and I'm thinking how am I gonna how am I gonna be intimate because you know we work the clubs yeah. You know, the guy's right here. Right, right. Now, right. You know, so I was terrible. And then when they started laughing, and, and I'm like, oh, this is not even happening, you know? And it was just like strange. And, and then when I did, when you do The President, it was Ford Theater, and uh, where Lincoln was shot, and uh, the stage was breaked. You know what that means? It's like the stage goes down on an angle like this. Like a vaudeville theater. Yeah, because, you know, they so people could see the whole dancing and whatever. Yeah. And I remember, like, leaning, trying not to fall forward, and the president's sitting right there with Nancy, and I'm not thinking about my act. I'm trying (laughs) to do my act, and it's the president of the United States, and Nancy, I'm thinking, she has a really big head. This is what's (laughs) going through my mind. Look at the size of her head. This is what's going through my mind. I'm thinking I should be concentrating on my act, but I couldn't. So (laughs)
0: you did Reagan say,
2: Bob, do the football play? I think I did the, yeah, I did the football piece, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. It was so scary.
0: Now I work for the Ford you. Theater, that is oh. so classic. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Unbelievable. Crazy. And, and that's for
2: Rodney. Rodney got me everything.
0: Rodney, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you opened for Rodney a lot and he, yeah. he helped you incredibly. Yeah. What's the ultimate joke about Ford Theater? I'm doing your job now. <laughs> Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? That's 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 the classic Ford theater that's, joke. A joke without a setup. Just the punchline. At least it's not too soon. No, it's not too soon. (laughs) It's still, I think it's still too soon. (laughs) Now, Bob, I worked with you not that long ago. And uh, you said something so funny when you walked out on stage. Um, You said, ladies and gentlemen, I know we live in different times now that are politically correct. But just listen. I'm grandfathered in. (laughs) and i just laughed at that because you are grandfathered. Boy, do you? i wholeheartedly rubber stamp
1: that, you know. Yeah. Same, you know, been making people laugh with the same stuff. It's not harmful. You know, if yeah. if now all of a sudden people wake up and say, "I don't think I like that." Well, go home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's what <is> the problem?
2: <laughs> I have well, I carry in my bag now because sometimes you you do get people come up to you. And uh I have in my bag, this is unbelievable. It's, um, when I do the Asian guy, when I do uh, Ping Ye. Yeah. I do the Asian guy with the Asian glasses, and they go, you know, I shouldn't do that, that's like really bad, and I says, no, I'm allowed to do it, and I, and I show them this. Because this is the original packaging, and it says, you know, it's forty nine, right? It says right there, made in China. <laughs> look at that. That's That's seriously that seriously says they, made in China. <laughs> right. So if this is made in China, then I bought the right to do it. Right. The Chinese, right. It's talk about rubber <laughs> stamps. Right. So I tell him, I said, look, if the Chinese didn't make it, I wouldn't do it. But I'm I'm helping them with their but economy. They're
0: saying fine. Yeah. So there's another character I want to mention. And here's my experience with it. I one time called you on the phone. We were talking, I was confirming a gig or something. And we had a phone conversation from the beginning to the end and hanging up. And the entire time I spoke to Epi Epperman. I didn't have a single word with Bob Nelson. And I got off the phone and I go, Well, that was really funny. You do know that he is still around in full force. Now, explain. I saw saw him four nights ago. Explain to our audience this character, Epi Epperman. This
2: is is Epi (laughs) Epperman.
0: Hey, dudes.
2: (laughs) I used Epi
1: Epstein's little thing going. <laughs> Eppy is a club owner from the mid or early 70s had a club called My Father's Place and I still have a th- sore throat from explaining to people no my father didn't have a club that was the name of the yes. club was my father's club and he's such a character and he, he's the he offsprings from Eppy but Bob's Eppy yeah. is much more They're Epi than Eppy. What I did was
2: when you make a character you want the character to have something different from you. So I took the, uh, the way that the guy talked. And then the mind, the Epi guy, is, is a cross between the club owner and a guy in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> it's a tow truck driver. <laughs> it's a true story. I'm, a, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and we're s- snowed in, no show. And uh, we're all sitting at the bar, and it's really coming down. And the door comes flying open, and the guy comes in with these glasses on, and he's he he didn't talk like Epi, but he, his glasses were all broken. And he goes, "Hey, it's crazy out there!" Phil, oh my God! Uh, <laughs> if anybody needs uh, help with the, you know, I can't pull you out of the hole or anything. But if but if your big battery died, I could jump because I got really long jumper cables.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I'm stuck too, you know. Was, and that's <laughs> that's yeah. as fresh in your mind. Yeah, my,
2: as, was as fresh in my mind where you know he's like, "What the heck is he talking about?" We that's,
0: did that's, we did a yeah. sketch in the laughter company. It was you and Rosie Rosie O'Donnell, O'Donnell. and she did the female version of Epi. Oh, I never heard of that. That was powerful. I mean, she was terrific, and you were terrific together. She did a movie.
2: Somebody called me up and says, Rosie's doing Epi. She did a movie where she plays um, um, a not-so-tight person, you know? Like kind of autistic challenge. Like yeah. challenge challenge and, and she and, and she's doing epic kind of like, oh, the that's whole thing fun. Oh, that's that's cool. wow. she's
1: doing your character. <laughs> oh, well <laughs> what are you do? do? You know, not to completely change the subject, but I was in a car with you and Adam Leslie, who oh, we lost. Yeah. A, a very funny, very wacky, very crazy fellow. And I don't know if you remember Martin Lewis was a magician. I a worked British him. magician. Yeah. And the four of us were in the car, and Martin Lewis told us the aristocrats. And then he told us the, the horribly filthy joke about the colonel. And I can still hear him telling it, and we just, we screamed. We screamed and screamed, and I was like, I think that was the famous me, you, and Adam in Fort Lauderdale for Easter weekend. And we had Easter dinner at a Chinese restaurant, yeah, oh okay. my God. Wow.
0: I don't remember. Hey, <laughs> Martin that. Lewis. I remember that guy. He told me a story. He produced a dove out of his, just out of the thin air at the end of his act. And he told me the dove is in a pocket for his whole act. And he produces the dove at the end of his act. But it got apparently very, very hot. And the dove died. <laughs> and he didn't know the dove died. And just the way the trick worked, he still produced it and they was like a poof and smoke and then there's the dove and the dove just went <laughs> no, and died right on no. <laughs> at the end of his act
1: he was he was a lot think a he was a
0: lot older than
1: us I, but i think he, st- I, I googled him however many years ago and it looked like he was still alive and kicking wow but he was very low-key and the clubs back, you know, they were. it was the Wild West, especially yes. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So he would get heckled like crazy. And I just remember the had the greatest line. Someone would heckle him and say, what's your name? Have you any idea? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Bob, tell us where Jiffy Jeff came from. I love that character. He's so yeah. funny. Jiffy
2: Jeff is, uh, what happened was uh, I was engaged to a, um, a waitress at East Side Comedy Club and and, and, and um, Richie Minervini was engaged to the head waitress, Diane. And they both yep. ran off with the doorman. <laughs> and uh, Rosie O'Donnell told uh, my wife, your Patty, she says, hey, Bob really needs a friend. So she would start hanging out with me and I really liked her. We were friends for the longest time, you know? And she's beautiful, still to this day. And uh, we... Um, Thirty-something years were married. Holy cow Jeez. Yeah, so uh, she is great she So is what, ha- great. what happened was she would go on dates with these guys and you know I started to like her and I started getting jealous and she'd always go out with these guys like once or twice they'd, they'd pick her up in a limo and give her flowers and stuff and she'd be yeah. driving off in a Bentley and everything and uh, She started dating this guy who was a boxer his name was Jeff and uh, he, was, he was punched drunk. He had, his nose was all pushed in. He wasn't really all there. So it's a real guy. It's a real yeah. guy that, that this character came from. So what happens is one day I go over to her house. And she went to lunch with him. Like, But lunch. how did
1: you wind up meeting him?
0: I, the, I, I,
2: I met him because she, she came to the club with him. I didn't really...
1: But she wouldn't bring him in
2: and introduce him to you. Or Let me tell you the story. This is hysterical. I mean, of course I'm embellishing a little bit. But this is basically what happened. So what happens is I go to her house. And I walk in her house, and there's roses everywhere. There's roses in the kitchen, there's roses in the dining room, going up the stairs, and in the bathroom, roses, red roses. And I'm going, where'd you get all these roses? That guy? She goes, that guy Jeff, that boxing guy I went out with, I go, you just started going out, right? I, I had lunch with him, like, once, and, you know, and he wants to go out again, and I, I can't really, I can't relate to him, because I can't really understand a lot he's saying. I go, but he, I go, but all these roses, he must really like you, shouldn't you? Like... I mean, this is really going out of his way, and she goes, "I can't go out with him," and I says, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah." Listen to this. So she plays the answering machine. Of course, I'm embellishing and I'm making a joke at the end, but she plays the answering and this is what you hear. You hear, it goes, "Boop, hello, Patty. Hey, it's me, Jeff. Remember we went to lunch the other day, and uh, <laughs> I." uh I, I, you know, I, I really, really enjoy myself. By the way, I sent you 125 roses. If you don't know how many there is, there is now there's 125 there. They, the <laughs> florist told me that it's beautiful. They put them all over your house and uh, very excited. I would love to come and see them. I can't, I heard They told me that the house smells like a, like a like roses. <laughs> of course, you know, I can't smell anything cause my nose is busted in 14 different <laughs> places. But I really love to come and see the, the flowers. But uh, yeah, I want to go out with you again, and uh, I'm hoping this is kind of a thing that we could we could maybe we could get together. Uh, You know, I wasn't gonna say this. I have to say I think I'm in love with you, (laughs) and uh, I don't know how I could say that right away, but uh, this is my only chance, and I have to tell you that. And also, I. I forgot who I'm talking to here.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I forgot.
2: Well, anyway, this is Jiffy Jeff. If you could call me back, whatever I was calling you about, could you just give me a, call me back and tell me what the heck I wanted? Because I can't. Anyway, better yet, why don't you just do this? Wait for the beep and leave a message. <laughs> and, then, and then what she happened? She played that for you. She played that for me. Of course, that wasn't the real thing. I mean, it did have the 125 roses. I can't smell anything. So what happens is I'm really starting to fall for with Patty, hard, you know, and I'm at the club, I'm at the East Side, and they had that Deuce right out front by the pole. Remember that? And he's sitting at the Deuce with Patty, and I'm thinking she's going out with him again. I guess she's, she feels bad for him, you know. And, and I'm on stage, and I'm, I'm kind of upset, you know, because she's with him and she's smiling at me. She would bring all her dates to come see me, and then she'd move on to another guy and bring him just because she loved me, you know. I mean, she not loved me, but she really liked me. She and I really liked her. And We were friends and what happens is he's sitting there with her and I get this thing in my head like I'm like I'm upset So I start making fun of him. So I decide I'm gonna do it. i start going, Hey, how you doing with him right there? Yeah, I put on something on my head to look like a like a sparring uh, Boxing guy. Well, anyway, I can't, How you doing? I'm, I'm Jeff. I can't smell nothing uh, My nose is busted and uh <laughs> I, I, I love the smell of roses, but I, someone could, you could remind me what they smell like because I can't smell them anymore, and, and I'm doing this. Is she dying? She's right there, and she's like this. <laughs> she's like this, and he's like this. <laughs>
1: like that. Is and anybody in on this at all? No, like does I'm just Richie doing or anybody? This
2: character, you know, and then I start to get a little nervous because now I'm pushing a little bit too much, and then I just stop doing it. And then now i got to get off stage, and I'm thinking, I've got to go to the dressing room, which is right past that table. So I'm thinking, this guy's going to kill me, you know? So I get off stage, and this, of course, I'm a little bit, but this is basically what happened. I get off stage, I walk by, and he gets up and he stands right in my way. He goes, hey. I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, I just got to tell you something. That boxing bit you did, hysterical. I mean, (laughs) like your thoughts and my thoughts are (laughs) (laughs) voicey-voices. I totally related what you were saying. Your boxers are like that, you know that, right? I do that. And uh, I got away with it. Uh, you gotta keep doing that, guy. You gotta could make you know do f- boxing guys.
0: That is uh, the greatest story. Uh, I never uh, heard that story. Danny, that- Danny McKenna used to give me the, the upcoming announcements at Rascals, who's gonna be here soon in future weeks. And he would always write Bob Shouldermapads <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> that's now that's a bit you gotta really be grandfathered for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most quoted. <laughs> the wow. sick
2: thing is that when I when I was doing it back in the 80s, 85, 84, right around there, I'm doing it and then I did it on Carson. I did it on uh, HBO with the uh, Ryan yep. Dangerfield. Yep. And uh the, and and um, what happened was Lawrence Taylor, uh, uh, all these football players, Boomer Sison were booking me to do do these uh, fundraisers for their charities. And they'd, it'd be like a golfing tournament. And, that, and we'd go golf, and I'd do, I'd do the football thing. Lawrence Taylor. There they loved the it. They loved it. I used to go and do casinos with the refrigerator Perry. He'd be sitting right wow. there signing helmets, signing Chicago <laughs> Bears helmets. And I'd be going, number 72. Oh, shoot, no, 27. <laughs> He's laughing. He's going, hey, 27. Seventy-two. <laughs> that's my number. You know, I mean, it would be like
1: <laughs> those aren't the guys that are going to have trouble with it. It's going to be the you know. It's the, not
2: even. It's not even black
1: guys. No, so it's it's the it's silliness.
0: Right. In the in the not too distant future, we got to have this guy. We didn't scratch the surface with this guy, but I you tease this, I want to know. Can you share with us the moment when you went with Patty or Trish? I I used to call her Patty, but you call her both.
2: Uh, yeah, why well, I, I call her Patty because. Jackie knows her as Patty. Yeah, so I, to I what? named her Trish, Trish because I
0: didn't want, you know. Okay, so she, so you're, you know her and you're friends and you're a comedian, she comes yeah. to see you. When is the moment when you knew we are now more than just friends? Was there a moment when you remember that?
2: I knew she liked me when I, when I was, uh, I did this to her and I feel horrible about it, but when I was, when I was engaged to, to uh, whoever it was, Wait, I can't remember her name.
0: Well, that's probably good.
2: Yeah, and 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 now I'm on stage, and um, Patty would be in the audience. Trish, she'd be in the audience, laughing and smiling, and I'd be flirting with her. I'm engaged to this other girl, and I'm looking at Patty. She's gorgeous, and I'm and I'm flirting with her. So one night, I'm doing my set, and afterwards, I guess you know she had a drink or two, and then. She, she said, "If you ever want to get married, I'll marry you." Something like that. She was standing, there and I said, "Well, if I ever get, if I'm married, if I'm going to get married, I'm going to marry that girl over there." And I pointed at, you know, my fiance, and she was like, "She got hurt so bad." And then she she didn't come to my shows anymore. But then when my fiance left me, Rosie knew, Patty. To pick so up. Said, you know, he's really feeling. She, said, I don't want to talk to him. He's a jerk. You know, this is what Patty's saying. But then she, we started hanging out. And then that's, we really, really enjoyed each other's company. She was so much fun. She usually is.
1: that is the worst kiss of death in the world is friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's like a, a blockade, but that obviously came down, yeah. which is great.
2: You know? She actually said to me, we, we the her brother had a mansion that he was selling this mansion. She was staying in it and watching it. And she's sitting on the stairs and she says, and we were friends for the longest time. And She actually said to me one day, she goes, when are you going to kiss me like that? because they didn't even make a move on her. And she thought something was wrong with me, and I go, I go, when the moment is right. And uh, the, the, I, I can't remember the song. I, th- I thought it was one song, she thinks another one, but we're listening to the radio, and I think when the Saints come marching in and started playing, I said, okay, let's kiss now. <laughs> and, then, and she closed her eyes and I had my Epi glasses on. And she was like, oh, so she never liked Epi for the longest time. Oh, Cause that's because Epi stole the kiss from her. Oh, that's a story. What was the name of that song? I can't remember. She's going to yell at me. Cause Ladies
0: of- and gentlemen, we're going to have this guy back. We're going to get him to promise yeah, now to come back. Yeah, absolutely. So thrilled that, is, that you made it. So thrilled. Long overdue. Bob Nelson. Dean of comedy on Long Island, who, as I just saw you before, gigantic crowds killing every night. So many times, so funny, still at it. Yeah. You're not going to retire. No. Good for you. I thought I would, but. No. No. You just do it and do it and do it. Yeah. What what else am I going to do? That's right. We this ju- will just been fade
2: away, you know, yeah, just right. fade away. Just feel one day. Yes,
0: that's what they say. Old comedians never die, they just fade away. It was General Douglas MacArthur who said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Jackie the Joke Man Martin Lang. I am Peter Bales. Again, our thanks to uh, the one and only Bob Nelson. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you next time on... Stand Up Memories. That was a pretty good episode. A new episode every Wednesday. With me, Peter Bales, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, comedians, interesting people. Leave a comment, we'll, we're gonna get, we'll get uh, what am I saying? I don't know. We're gonna get back to you. We will respond to your comment.
1: StandUpMemories.com, if you go there,
0: it shows all the different platforms. Oh, Spotify, we're on everything.
1: Every Wednesday.
0: Stand Up Memories. Every Wednesday. A new episode.